0: Going Linux, Episode 252, Sonar GNU Linux. Welcome to the Going Linux Podcast. I'm your host, Larry Bushy. Whether you are new to Linux, upgrading from Windows to Linux, or just thinking about moving to Linux, this podcast will provide you with valuable information and advice that will help you in going Linux. We hope that you'll find this and all of our episodes helpful in learning about Linux and its applications and using them to get things done. In today's episode, an interview with Jonathan Nato of the Sonar Project. Well, welcome back to our podcast. Uh, No Bill again, uh, still (laughs) recovering from uh, lightning issues. And uh, so we will actually have a special guest on the show today. And his name, as you heard in the introduction, is Jonathan Nado. I won't introduce him at this point because once we start the interview, I actually introduce him and uh, his background as well. But I will say that you have heard him on the show here before. Uh, He'll be talking about Sonar GNU Linux. And a little while ago, Jonathan reached out to us and a number of other podcasters to read an announcement uh, about the release of Sonar GNU Linux 2014.1. And a few things have changed in Sonar Linux since it was first developed and released by Jonathan. And we described that in the interview. Uh, But we thought that since, if you listen to any Linux or open-source podcasts, most other podcasts have already read his essentially press release on his new version of Sonar. So rather than do that, we thought we'd have him on live to discuss some of the important aspects of Sonar GNU Linux and what's different in this release. And you'll find out uh, about two-thirds of the way through this interview that We have an exclusive on something that's happening with Sonar that isn't in the press release and hasn't been covered by any of the other podcasters that we're aware of. So here goes the interview with Jonathan Nado of the Sonar Project. So on the podcast today, we have a special guest, Jonathan Nato. and regular listeners to the Going Linux podcast will know Jonathan as the founder of the Sonar Project, responsible for Sonar GNU Linux, and you'll also remember um, uh, Jonathan as a regular guest or semi-regular guest on several other podcasts, and Jonathan, you've had a... podcast of your own under the brand Frostcast in the past. So welcome back to uh, the Going Linux podcast and to podcasting in general. So uh, good to have
1: you. Hey, Larry. Thanks for, thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure to be on Going Linux. I'm a longtime listener. Uh, I started listening, though, uh, when Tom came on board. So I, I didn't listen to those first few episodes with the, I think the other gentleman's name was Sarge. Was that it? Surge? Yeah. Surge? Surge, yeah. So mm-hmm. I didn't hear those episodes, but I've been listening for quite a while.
0: Okay, well, you're, you're a long-time listener. You qualify.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I, I know you reached out to me and asked me to announce the release of Sonar 2014.1, but uh, but I thought it would be better to hear it from you. And this is the first release of of Sonar that's based on Manjaro, and you released it in July. So you must be very proud.
1: Oh yeah, it's uh it it's been a long time coming. We're extremely extremely excited to be using Manjaro, which I'm sure we'll we'll get to at some point. But uh, before this release, Sonar was always released as uh, an Ubuntu based distro uh we we had a few uh releases with debian we were messing around with on uh, in the, so the early the early stages of sonar i was trying everything possible and different you know various desktops various you know uh distros to build on on top of but uh we we found our home with uh, manjaro
0: yeah no, that that's absolutely great for the listeners to the podcast who don't know what sonar is can you give us a little description of what sonar linux is
1: Sure, yeah, no problem. So, Sonar is a uh, Linux distribution focused on assistive technology, uh, also known as adaptive technology, or accessible computing. So, what all of that means is basically, Sonar is solely focused on being usable by people with various types of disabilities. Um, so, out of the box, if someone downloads Sonar and burns it onto a DVD or puts it on a USB stick, if the person is completely blind, they can install sonar with no side of help. The the, the the installer is talking, the orca screen reader comes up talking right away in the live session and you can click on install and they're off to the races and they can install sonar, reboot the computer, and then this, you know, blind person can start surfing the internet, you know, checking their email, doing instant messaging, uh, writing documents. Uh, listening to music, you know, using G-Potter to download podcasts. So, I mean, they, they can do everything short of, uh, you know, editing video. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they could do that as well if they really that, put their mind to it. Yeah,
1: that's possible, absolutely. <laughs> um, and then there's, there's also screen magnification. So for people that have uh, low vision, uh, that's already in there. There's We even include a font for people with uh, dyslexia so they can switch over the system font to this font and uh, it helps out help people with dyslexia so it switches over to you know the icons and uh, you know any other text that would be uh, on the screen in different applications and, and everything like that so and makes it easier for people with dyslexia to, to read the screen we also have uh, on, on a couple of on-screen keyboards for people with low motor skills so if they only have you know use of one hand or even slightly use of one hand and they can't really use a keyboard they can use a mouse or a trackball and use the on-screen keyboard uh, for some of you that might not really know what an on-screen keyboard is, it's basically a keyboard you'd see on like, your iPhone or Android phone. It's just, right. it, it, the keyboard is on the screen, and you'd use the mouse to click on the letters and stuff. Um, one of the, the features of one of the on-screen keyboards is you can customize it to pre-populate certain things. So if you're always typing name, address, phone number, uh, you know, certain things like that, if you're always saying certain sentences repetitive, repetitively, you can type them in once and save them to just pushing one button. So every time you need to put your name, address, phone number, you can just click the one button and then boom, it'll pre-populate it for you. So you don't need to do, you know, things over and over again that, you know, you're constantly doing. Um, right. And uh, that's,
0: that, that's, that's a really valuable feature. I know I have uh, something called Auto Key that I use that uh, isn't an on-screen keyboard, but what it is, is very similar sort of intent as far as the function yeah. is concerned. Yeah. But it's, it's handled through uh, keyboard shortcuts or, or type a brief, uh, abbreviation and then it, uh, types out a whole paragraph for you or something yeah. like that. So yeah. that's really helpful. I know.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's, it's very, you know, it's like, especially if it's thing time consuming, where you have to click one letter at a time, you know, mm-hmm. with the on-screen keyboard and you can yeah. save a lot of time, you know, pre-populating certain things. So, mm-hmm. um, and then we also have um, eye-slash-head-tracking software. So you can plug in any webcam as long as the Linux kernel loads the driver for the webcam, and you can control the cursor on the screen just by the movement of your eyes or your head. So a quadriplegic, with the use of an on-screen keyboard and this software, they could actually start using a computer, surfing the web, typing out emails, and, and, and doing all sorts of things.
0: That eye and head tracking software, is is that something relatively new? I don't remember that in the original descriptions of Sonar.
1: Yeah, we added it in, like, after the first release, maybe, we, we found some software we can include with it. So it's not developed by the Sonar team, but we're making sure we include it. Because a lot of people don't realize software like that, or at least free software like this, exists. There right. are, you know, proprietary software that, that'll that do it for tens of thousands of dollars. Um, but we have this included in Sonar completely free uh, as in beer and freedom. So, um, yes, uh, this software in particular is called e-via cam, V-I-A cam. So, mm-hmm. e-via cam.
0: Right. So, have you had to do much tweaking and optimization for any of these assistive technology packages that you've used, or are they pretty much usable right as they come in Manjaro?
1: They're pretty much, well, some of them are in, some of these packages were in uh, the AUR uh, repository, so some people might not realize that they could get them in Arch because Arch has a core community, and uh, of course I'm figuring the third one, there's a third repo that they have um, that's kind of the main repos of Arch, and then everything else is in AUR, which is the Arch user repository where anyone and everyone can build their own package and put it in there. Right. Um, so some of these packages are in that repo if if you're running straight up Arch. But uh, one of the great things about working with Manjaro, we work very closely with Phil Miller, who is the project leader of Manjaro. And I literally can email Phil and say, uh, hey, Phil, uh, there's you know, package X, Y, and Z in AUR, but we need them in the community repo for Manjaro because the build system that we use won't build anything within AUR. So it has to be in one of the three main repos. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I email him and he says, you know, and 10 minutes later, he emails back saying, done. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, that's cool. Uh, just an aside, I want to just clarify for new listeners that Manjaro is based on Arch, and that's yes. why Jonathan has been talking about Manjaro and Arch in kind of the same breath.
1: Yeah, I would almost say Manjaro did to Arch what Ubuntu kind of did to Debian. They they mm-hmm. made it much more usable and much you know much easier for the regular person to get an Arch-based system you know, up and running, which is awesome. Um, yeah. So, so that that's one of the reasons why, well, one of the many reasons why we're using Manjaro is because uh, one, the project leader Phil is awesome. He's done a lot of work with us to make sure to assure accessibility and all types of things. He 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 like rewrote the installer practically for Manjaro, and actually Integros uses the same installer now, um, which is also another Arch-based uh, derivative. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he went through to pain uh, making sure the install was totally accessible. Any sort of changes we needed in the build system that he created for us, he changed those things. He's been absolutely fantastic to work with, and he's uh, you know, a shining example of uh, you know, what working with people should be like in the free software world. And he's been nothing short of uh, fantastic throughout this whole uh, effort.
0: Well, that's the kind of cooperation you want from an open source project.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. It feels been great. And, and you know, so another reason of uh, using, you know, uh, Manjaro is the Arch packages are extremely, they're, they're the, you know, you're going to have the most up-to-date packages on your system if you're running, you know, Manjaro slash Arch. And that's one of the reasons why I was switching off of Ubuntu, because at the time, the last build I did was 1310 uh, off of Ubuntu. Uh, before this, you know, Ubuntu was always known as shipping the latest GNOME, and right. which was great. And uh once they switched over to Unity, uh they no longer were necessarily building off the latest GNOME. So as of thirteen ten, Ubuntu was a whole GNOME release behind. So they were shipping, I think, with GNOME three ten, uh possibly. I, I can't remember the number. Maybe three eight, but three ten was out. So they're shipping with three eight, but they were shipping with Orca three ten, they're shipping with Nautilus three six, and the packages were just all over the place. And 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 some of the packages, there was accessibility bugs that no longer existed in newer versions of the package. And so I started looking at it and saying, okay, so now do I need to basically repackage all of GNOME, upload it to Launchpad, and have like a whole giant GNOME PPA for me to look over so I can build Sonar using Ubuntu still? But that's a whole can of worms you don't want to get into. Yeah. So. I was like, there's got to be something else I can do. And so I started looking around and, you know, I was like, it'd be great to build off of Arch because they just always have the latest and the greatest. And I, still, I I heard about Manjaro and I checked out their website and I was like, oh, they have community versions of Manjaro. That's interesting. So I was looking at those. And so I emailed them. I just you know, emailed them whatever email address I found and it was Phil. And I just said, hey, this is uh, who I am and this is the distribution I'm building I see you have community versions of Manjaro. Does that mean it would be possible to build Sonar using Manjaro? And he got back to me, you know, in, in hours, and he's just like, absolutely, let's do this. And so he's Phil's just been great out of the out of the gate, you know. And uh, so again, that's just why we switched it over to Manjaro. It, it's an awesome build system that Phil has built himself. Um, it gives us t- complete flexibility. It gives us stability, um, and it gives us all the latest and greatest packages, you know, th- through Arch Linux and one of the really interesting things about Manjaro also is that Phil has uh, put a patch into Pac-Man. Now, Pac-Man is the you know app-get. It's the package manager right. with Arch. Sure. And so what Phil did is he made three branches for Manjaro. So in Manjaro, there's the unstable branch, the stable branch, and the testing branch. Mm-hmm. And so what Phil part of Phil's system is he clones all of Arch's repo every day and moves everything over to the Manjaro repos. And so everything out of the, out of the gate is, goes right into unstable. So basically, you're, if you're running unstable, you're a day behind whatever Arch Linux is running. And then a few days after that, if everything gets a clean bill of health and there's no bugs, it moves into testing. And then again, a few days later, if there's no bugs, everything's fine, it moves into stable. So if you're running stable, you're only seven days behind Arch Linux, but it's been vetted. So you know there's going to be no breakage in your system, which is extremely important when, you know, there's a person with some type of disability that maybe can't fix the system if it breaks. And, you know, so it gives us this fantastic cushion of being, you know, bleeding edge, but still having that stability and not worrying. Because I don't want to say Arch throws updates over the wall, but they... They push out an update saying, "Oh, hey, by the way, if you're running this Nvidia card, you're gonna need the dot file and do this and that. Because if you don't, you're gonna break, you know, you're gonna break X, and then you're not gonna have a picture. Right, <laughs> you know? right, and so and not everyone wants to go to Arch's wiki or go to the homepage of Arch and and read every day before they do an update. Oh, am I gonna break something? <laughs> so, right.
0: Yeah. And maintaining the stability of of Sonar is is critical for the target audience of the, of the product that's for sure so yeah. this is fascinating that uh you've been able to work this closely with uh with phil and his crew there uh and uh, they've been so helpful to you that's great
1: yeah they, i mean they they even consider us part of the manjaro team now they, they've been writing blog posts about us they they gave us like a spot in their forum and they're just you know they're not just kind of like ah oh, here we'll give you some help and or whatever but they're they're all on board and they're they're really Manjaro is really part of the sonar team, which is awesome.
0: Yeah, no, that's great. That's great. You've gotten a lot of support then. That's Yeah. Uh, that's, that's a real feather in your cap, uh, to be able to do something like that. And, uh, I, I don't know, Phil, but I feel like I should thank him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I thank him profusely
1: all the time. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great.
0: So you mentioned you switched from Ubuntu to Manjaro and you, uh, sent out the notification About that, on the Sonar blog in February. Yeah. About that same time, you also announced a new lead developer, Kyle Broward. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. So, uh, Kyle came on board about that time. Now, had he been working with you the whole time, and was he the inspiration behind the switch to Manjaro? I'm kind of curious. Or was it all just kind of a big coincidence that it all it happened all just at the kind of time? happened around
1: the same time? Um, I, I, I've been talking to Kyle for a long time. We've been friends for a while, and um, he's also another blind uh, Linux user. And um, we were talking, and I've been telling him, ah, we, you know, I need we need I need to get Sonar off Ubuntu because when we, I was doing it on Ubuntu you know I was doing everything myself which isn't a big deal right. Kyle is a huge arch linux uh user he actually even maintains uh i i I don't, I don't want to call it a distro but it's uh, it's called talking arch and mm-hmm. it's basically arch linux that a, a normal user would download it's arch linux just that with that talks that's all it is and hmm. so he maintains that iso talking arch now that the the blind user has to go through a, a you know a regular arch linux install which it's not for the lighthearted. <laughs> <So>. Right. <laughs> um, but he maintains that. And I, I had been talking to him and I said, hey, it looks like there's going to be a possibility I can use this Manjaro built off of Arch. And he's like, ooh, awesome. He's like, yeah, let, you know, let me know. He wanted to get more into like development and stuff. And uh, it just came about where I was like, look, you know, because I realized I need to play sort of a different role with sonar. And if I'm doing the day-to-day stuff, building it, making sure the packages are there, uh, you know, testing all that that doesn't leave me time to reach out to other uh organizations and uh other ways to get p- to bring awareness to sonar and so right. i said hey Kyle do you feel like being the lead developer of sonar and he's like absolutely so <laughs> so he he's so really without Kyle's help he he's really the one that got sonar out the door like i mean i i would you know we'd talk every other day or whatever and i'd be like how's everything going? What's up with the build? And, you know, every now and then uh, he'd be like, oh, you know what, this isn't working. And I'd be, I'd be like, oh, you should probably try We should try this. And, you know, he'd be like, oh, yeah, that worked. Great. And so, you know, but really without his help, I mean, he's the one that really got Sonar out the door this time. And uh, all, really all the thanks should be going to him. Um, but that, that frees up my time now to, like I said, work with other organizations. There's a place in Boston called Easter Seals, and they 're a nonprofit and they uh, try to provide assistive technology and computers and stuff to people that are blind or have low vision right. and so i 've been talking with them, and you know as a non profit they only have so much money and sure uh so i've been telling them cuz i i had to just explain to them like what linux is what open software is yeah, right. software. you know so it it took a long time to even get them like over those hurdles but then you know they finally the light bulb went off in their head and they're like so what you're telling me is this is this operating system's free we can install it as many times as we want and you know there there's no catch and i'm like exactly and and i'm like you know with sonar being free you never have to turn away a client again saying you know, we're out of thought, you know, our budget is spent, we you need to wait till next quarter, you'll never have to turn away a client again, as long as you have the computers. And I was like, telling them, look, if you're a nonprofit, you get all kinds of people to donate computers to you. And so as long as you have the computers, we can load them up with sonar. And you never have to tell, tell anyone again, you can't help them because you don't have enough money. And yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. And so they're all on board. So I'm we're supposed to be arranging a time for me to go down there and sort of do like a a demo slash training day with some of their, um, their tech people there that go to uh, like people's homes and, you know, will install software or, you know, give them tutorial like lessons and stuff on how to use the software. So I'm supposed to go down there and work with them hopefully sometime soon. And, uh, you know, so with me not doing the the everyday stuff, building sonar, that leaves me open to do stuff like this, which is really exciting because this is what's really going to get sonar into the hands of, you know, the masses.
0: Oh absolutely. No, this whole advocacy thing is is a very important part of any sort of project like this and for you to be able to spend your time doing that and prioritizing that is phenomenal. That's great. Uh, you mentioned Easter Seals and I'm familiar with them. I was unaware that they they did what you just described around uh, helping people with computers and and software and and providing that kind of technology to uh, to their members. That's that's a surprise to me. I
1: don't, I don't think all of them do that. I I think because um, Easter Seals, I don't know how to explain. It. Like obviously there's like the main organization, but then yeah. people have their own, you know, portion of Easter Seals and the sure. area they live in. So I don't think all of them are necessarily like that. I think there only are a handful that are sort of technology based like this.
0: Okay, so it's a local branch that's yeah. taken taken this on as a beneficial thing to do. I think that's very admirable and, and it fits right up our allies. That's for sure.
1: Yeah. I, yeah. So I, I, like I said, I don't think all of them are like that. It's just a few of them that are, and the, the awesome one just happens to be one of them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So in terms of computers now and hardware, uh, certainly to have something like sonar as uh free and free, <laughs> both senses of the word software, uh, as an operating system for a computer, for somebody who, uh, does need the assistive technology, getting the hardware can be a challenge as well. And I see on your website that there is a tab on there for computers for sonar. So what is that? And how does that work?
1: So basically it's an idea that I stole from one of the guys on the Linux link tech show like years ago, one of them had a website up. I cannot remember the name of the website for the life of me. I was like, I, don't, I don't, wasn't computers for geeks, or it was something like that.
0: Yeah, and it's where so you so, donated your computer and
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, but essentially, what I'm trying to do is, I, I don't want to be the middleman. So, what 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 that tab is for is, it's basically saying, hey, uh, you know, person X, if you have a computer that you know you don't really use and you're looking to get rid of it but you don't want to pay whatever to get rid- to recycle it properly and you're, you know, your trash company won't let you throw it away and it's just like sitting in your closet or it's under the desk and you're never going to use it again you know email, email us at sonar and let us know hey i have you know computer x here's like the specs on it or whatever here's my email address and so i'll, I'll, I'll keep a, a database of the people that say they have computers and then when people email in saying oh i see that you know you help people get computers what do i have to do then I can say, hey, you know, you live close to Texas. This person here in Texas has a computer. Here's his email address, and email him and let him know, you know, you emailed us. And basically, I'll do the handoff that way. And then what I ask is for people to just, you know, just charge the shipping to cover the cost. Right. And we ask you to install Sonar before you send it out, just in case, uh, you know, maybe it's the first time a person's using Linux and, you know, they're not used to installing an operating system, whatever. So we'd prefer you to install Sonar on it before you send it out. So that mm-hmm. way the computer, the person turns it on, boom, sonar comes up running and working, and they'll have a working computer.
0: Oh, that's great. So you're really acting as a service to connect those people with computers that they don't need or don't want anymore with people who don't have computers and do need them.
1: Yeah, and you know maybe can't necessarily afford a few hundred dollars, but maybe they can afford the twenty or thirty that it would cost to ship the computer to them. You know, or maybe even the person might say, you know what, don't worry about the shipping costs. I'll just pay it myself. I just want it out of here, you know. Right,
0: right, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) It might cost you that much to dispose of it properly.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And at least this way, someone's getting it, you know. Yeah, exactly. So
0: uh, that's great for people who have old computers that they don't need or want anymore. But what about somebody who wants to donate a brand new computer with Sonar on it? Uh, one of the challenges on brand new computers is oftentimes you end up with something that has UEFI or Secure Boot or something like that, you know, the Windows 8 designed computer hardware. Right. How does Sonar behave uh, with uh, UEFI?
1: It, it does have UEFI support in it, so it should handle it no problem.
0: Okay. Now that's great. I, I know a lot of the uh, operating systems out there are are adapting to that and uh, have struggled a little bit at the very beginning when UEFI for for non Mac hardware was yeah. uh, was introduced. Uh, but uh, I see most of the distributions of Linux out there just handle that no problem. And I was just kind of curious as to whether Sonar is is on board with that. It sounds like it is.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think we're finally over the hurdle for the most of distributions handling UE- UEFI properly. Mm-hmm. Like a, f- a few years ago, right around when UEFI was brand is still new, um, I-, I was building someone a computer, and it was when- it was the first UEFI board I had dealt with, and it was when it was when Ubuntu 12.04 had just come out. Right. And So I, inst- I I go through the installation, everything's great. Click reboot, the thing reboots, and when it reboots, is like. It was like, uh, you know, no, no boot disk found. I was like, what? Yeah, wait a minute. <laughs> this isn't right. Yeah. So I was like, let me try that again. So, so I go through the whole the whole thing again, click reboot, no boot disk found. I'm like, what, what the heck is going on here? And it literally took me like hours and hours of like doing various like Google searches and like trying to find like, why is this not working? And finally, in some like random forum post, I don't even remember where it was, Someone was just like, oh, yeah, if if you're running UEFI, just put this in the partition table. I just had to put, I had to make like, it was like a a 300, not even a 300 megabyte. It was like small, 100 megabytes. Yeah. You know, do a slash boot slash EFI uh, partition. And I was like, I can't be it. So I just put the live disk in. Yeah. Repartition the hard drive. Took the disk out, rebooted, thing came right up. I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, thank goodness you found that. that...
1: <laughs> but I was like, no wonder why everyone hates Linux right now. Like, you know, you can't install the operating system. I would think it's worthless too, you know? Like, I was just yeah. like, I can't believe that. But, yeah, thankfully we're over that hurl now, so.
0: now that's great. That's that's good to hear. And uh, so if, if you out there have a... Uh, a brand new computer that you uh, would like to donate, uh, send an email off the uh, the place to get a hold of you. It, you can be found on the sonarganulinux.com dot website, and uh, I'm assuming there's an email address or something there. That you, yeah,
1: I think it's in the it's in the computers for sonar posts. It might it might say computers at sonarganulinux.com. I think that's the email address.
0: Okay, and uh, yeah, that looks contact okay. at sonarganulinux.com. com. Okay. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Okay. All right. Well, that's good. Uh, I think one more thing that I have on my list to talk to you about is I noticed in the announcement that you sent. Uh, and we haven't read the announcement because we've had a much, <laughs> much better discussion about it. So I'm not That's even going to read this thing. But uh, I noticed that uh, the version of GNOME that you're using yep. is 3.12, which yeah. is the latest one, which is great, as you mentioned, uh, and one of the advantages of being on Manjaro. But um, you also mentioned somewhere, and I in either the blog post or somewhere that you're planning on a mate or a mate yes, version yeah. soon.
1: How's that going? Oh, it's going really, we're in early stages of that. We have some early alpha builds that we're messing around with. Um, Again, we've worked We're we've been working very close with the mate team through IRC and everything. And they've been awesome to work with. Also just like Phil, like we've been, we've been bringing bugs aware to them. Uh, just saying, pointing out certain things like, uh, Hey, it'd be great if you could fix this. It'd be great if you can fix that and uh, they've they've been doing it, which is awesome, and they've they've taken accessibility uh seriously and because uh, some of them were sort of major bugs that were preventing mate from being extremely accessible and um, so we're really looking forward to pushing out a mate version because i I'm a definitely a huge gnome three fan now. I was a total gnome hater in the early days. yeah um, I still don't like that it requires three d acceleration to run a desktop for a blind user and mm. mate takes care of that so if if you have an older computer and you don't you know you can't really do the 3d acceleration mate is going to be great or if maybe there's some blind users that have been linux users for a while and they were a fan of the old gnome too this is fant- a fantastic replacement
0: okay no that's great i was going to ask you why the switch but you just answered that <laughs>
1: <laughs> well yeah and, it,
0: and it's not really a switch yeah. i guess is it
1: it's it's an additional desktop. Exactly. Power. Yeah. Yeah. We just wanted to provide that additional desktop for, like I said, maybe there's lower end hardware, you know, that can't do 3D acceleration. This is a great, you know, replacement. Or, you know, there's still a lot of blind people that can't stand GNOME 3 anyways and, and want to use something mm-hmm. else. And here you go. No, that's great.
0: Absolutely. So, Jonathan, is there anything else that you want our listeners uh, to uh, know about uh, either Sonar GNU Linux or. Your project uh, or the accessible computing Foundation that sponsors the sonar project, anything
1: oh sure uh, I guess there's two last things. one is we're also working on an accessible version of the for the Raspberry Pi where're oh wow yeah great we're, we' we're pretty much to have that running, so hopefully in the next week or two we should have that uh, out and available for download and we're using the we're basically using the Arch Linux build um, and then we build on top of it we're using again the mate desktop um. And essentially what we're doing is we get the Arch Linux image built to basically look like a sonar install. And then what we're doing is uh, DDing that image off the SD card and then making that available for download. So then uh, anytime when a user downloads the image, DD it over to the SD card, pop it in the Raspberry Pi, and then boom, it comes up talking.
0: Okay, I didn't see anything about Raspberry Pi on the website. Yeah, no. So, yeah, we is
1: this is this breaking news, Jonathan?
0: A little bit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so uh, you heard it here first, hopefully, yeah. depending on how quickly I can edit and get this podcast out. <laughs> no, no pressure, no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. Um anything else you mentioned maybe a couple of things you wanted to
1: mention? Uh yeah, and I guess if uh, you know if anyone wants to help out and and you know, helping out with getting these things done uh, one of the ways you can do it is becoming a member of the Accessible Computing Foundation. You can join as low as two dollars a month, or ten dollars a month, or twenty dollars a month. Or if you even want to make a one-time donation, that helps out greatly. Uh, you know, it just helps us be able to get Sonar out, to be able to work on the Raspberry Pi. Like, you know, one of the things I did was purchase a Raspberry Pi so we could, you know, do the work on it. So that's that. That's what enables us to do these things is, you know, people becoming members, and it's it's greatly appreciated. And uh, you know, and I love being able to get these things done, and to show everyone, you know, we're we're uh, we're, we're able to get work done because of them. So um, you can just go to accessiblecomputingfoundation.org, um, or if you just want to go to ACF.tk, that'll also bring you to the uh, the foundation's website if you want to join or make a one-time donation.
0: That's great. So how would somebody get in touch with you if they wanted to actually get involved with the Sonar project and contribute more than just financially? Yeah,
1: sure. Uh, You can email me at contact at sonarganulinux.com. Or we also have all of our code is on Gatorius. So if you go to gatorius.org slash sonar Linux, that'll uh, bring you to our Gatorius site. And so if you want to start helping out some code, we can add you to the team. And start, uh pushing some changes up to Git.
0: Okay, that's great. And there's a link right off of the Sonar GNU Linux website to yeah. the Gatorius uh, if you're sitting there on the site. And uh, it's right at the top, <laughs> one of the tabs. Just, Thanks, uh, right. just go click. <laughs> no, that's great. Jonathan thank you very much for your time today and and for helping us to get the word out uh a little better than just a essentially a press release uh this has been much much better than that um and it's been a lot of fun thanks
1: yeah larry i re- i really appreciate your time i appreciate going linux and all all that you guys do to help out you know new and and, and uh um now, I don't want to say old Linux users, but, <laughs> experienced, you know,
0: experienced, experienced. there you go. That's the word I'm looking for.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, that's great. Thank you. And uh, uh, good luck with uh, Sonar GNU Linux Project and with the Accessible Computing Foundation and with all the good work that you do, Jonathan. We appreciate
1: it. Thanks, Larry. I, I appreciate your work, too. And, and say hi to Bill for me. I will.
0: Well, thanks again to Jonathan for that interview. That wraps up our podcast for this episode. Our next episode is Computer America number 76. And until then, you can go to our website at goinglinux.com for articles and show notes, as well as links to download and to subscribe. We are the website for computer users who just want to use Linux to get things done. And if you like, you can participate directly with our friendly and helpful community members by joining the discussion in our Going Linux podcast Google Plus community. Until next time, thanks for listening.